Skunk it. This is an interesting episode. Because not only am I not joined by regular host Danny Jones, I'm also joined by our first ever guest who's not who we didn't meet studying film at university. You're just a punter. We we travel we met traveling backpacking all over Europe. Yeah, you just you no, I you just wandered in off the street. Danny had to cancel me, I was panicking. And I was like, oh, fuck, what am I going to do? And I just, sort of a Christmas Carol-esque moment, I <laughs> threw open the window. I was like, you there, boy! <laughs> bring me the biggest turkey to present. How'd you like to talk about movies, eh? And I was like, "What? Give, bring me the strangest movie you could find. You were like, well, I've got Gremlins 2 on me. And I was like, that'll do! Bring it up, boy! <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, you're just a stranger. stranger I am a stranger in your house. Um, so, yeah, Danny's not here today. Sad times. But I'm joined by Jamie Boyle. Hello. Regular co-worker at our job, which we won't say the name of. I can't remember if I've said it on the podcast, but in case, you know, you never know who might listen. Dun, dun, if dun. I mention where we work, let's say it rhymes with schmazda. <laughs> if I was to ever mention that, and then, you know, I was to tell a story related to work, maybe, maybe one of the managers listens to it. Maybe they're like, hey... You can't be saying those things. I like your podcast, but... <laughs> but that whole thing where you talked about how we actually sell seagull instead of chicken, we can't really let that slide. It's like the horse scandal all over again. Well, now they know. <laughs> People just have to Google that, and now they're going to know. So, ach, it's fine. You know, rhymes with schmazda. Or does it? Does it rhyme but, with fresco? <laughs> it begins with S and ends in Ainsbury's. <laughs> Um, so yeah, but now we're not co-workers. We are better enemies until the Well, end. I was going to say co-hosts. Oh, yeah, that too. Better enemies is kind of mean. I kind of, don't understand why that's... Um, yeah, what a fucking palaver it was to get this on the go. Indeed, nearly didn't happen. Uh, yeah, because Danny, me and... Long story short, me and Danny are both moving flats. We're in the... Currently, we're in the new studio. Studio. <laughs> we're in my new bedroom at my new flat. But it's much bigger and better, and I'm a big fan. And we can actually sit and at the at opposite ends of a very small desk, but not we like we've got so much space. Like I could spin. Maybe I'll do it now. I'll actually describe Scott as you spinning. can't see, but I'm <laughs> spinning around in the chair. It's like Crash Bandicoot. So much room for activities, whereas the other one we used to have to cram into like the space in between my bed and the desk, which was not a lot of space. It barely fit the desk chair. Wow. Barely fit the desk chair, so when I would sit facing Danny, the chair was sort of wedged, and you couldn't spin. You couldn't do any <laughs> tricks. Rubbish. But now, the world's my bloody oyster, mate. Um, so yeah, me and Danny are both moving flats, uh, and working full time, and it just, we couldn't meet up this week. It just wasn't happening. And so I had his microphone, so I was like, right, I'll get somebody. And I got Ta-da. wee Jamie boy. Who nearly bailed on us because he was ill. Oh, uh, air, honest. <sighs> Not to be a dick about it, but you know, that really did put me on edge. Oof. And you should feel very bad. Um, 
But yeah, so welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, you it's excited like, to be I on your favourite podcast? Indeed. Yeah. yeah, this is also my podcast debut. <laughs> the first one ever. That's exciting. Have you always wanted to be on a podcast? I have, actually. Usually yeah. gaming-related ones. Yeah. Uh, Neil did one with my mates a few years back, but uh, never happened. Well, we could talk about our games. Did we you, can talk about one game. Did you hear about Super Mario Brothers? Have you heard about Super Mario Brothers? Have you heard about this thing called the Nen- Nintendo? Nintendo? Nintendo. It's pretty exciting, man. They're going to release it. There's this little plumber on it. It's all in 8-bit. Is that like the video square console that they did that it's one It's like, time? do you ever play Pong? I think I remember Imagine Pong. Pong, but like a little bit better. A bit Italian, maybe? A bit Italian. It's Italian tennis. Yeah. Italian tennis. It's exciting. That's that's what Mario translates to. I, um, I would pre-order that game. So, yeah. Thanks for coming on. Uh, in classic second opinion fashion, I let the guest pick the uh, pick the movie. This was my son to pick. Uh, what was it he chose? I chose Gremlins 2. You chose Gremlins One of too. my favourite childhood films and consistent throughout my life. Yeah. Exciting. Uh, I'd never seen it before. Which is why you wanted to show me it. But, and boy howdy, I've seen it. And what a romp it was. <laughs> but before we get into that, I'm going to take a crack at doing Danny's job. Which is introducing the podcast. Doing the, the whole fucking spiel. Because um, Danny's got a whole spiel. See, you would know this if you'd ever listened to it. If Jenny. I had ever, If you'd ever listened to your good friend Scott. If I'd ever listened to my favourite podcast. Podcast. Then... <laughs> Name three of our albums. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, so... Normally, Danny would start by saying, What's up, people of Peopleton? Uh, welcome to Second Opinion Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Jones, except I'm not. I'm your host, Scott Morrison. And with me for one time, but maybe another time, who knows, uh-huh. is my co-host, Jamie Boyle. Woo! That's exciting. I think maybe just based on the film we're doing, we should go by the movie police. The mi- we today. should. The we movie totally police. Should. And we could get like a whole setup. In like a cinema, yeah, and that would be super exciting. And we can have like little all Gremlins. two rows of it. Yeah, 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 that'd be really cool. I like it. Um, but yeah, so we watched Gremlins too. Yeah, it was just pretty... as good as I remembered it. I yeah, remember. when was the last time you saw it? Oh, maybe about three years ago, I think. Three years. It was actually very strange. Um, because I was starting going, I'm not too sure that film's as good as I remember. Yeah. And then I watched it again, and lo and behold. See, I'd always been told, like, I've seen the first Gremlins. I haven't seen it for a long time, which is, I feel like, a common occurrence with a lot of sequels that we talk about on this show. Where I'm always like, I have not. I don't remember what the first one happens in the first one. I only remember what happened in the second one because we literally just watched it. So, <laughs> um,. So I'd been told by a lot of people that it was, like, pretty meta. Yeah. Like, it was quite kind of self... Referential. Referential. And for the first little bit, I was like, okay, it doesn't seem me. But then they... It starts getting... (laughs) Like, I was sitting... And granted, it's a stupid comedy. None of this matters. But trying to work out the the way things worked. Yeah. So... So... In the... In Gremlins 2, in where, like... Billy, what's of. his name? Billy Peltzer. Billy Peltzer. Is hanging William out. William Peltzer. There's, there's a TV show called Move, Movie Police. Yes. And in Movie Police, they're talking about the first Gremlins movie. As in the first actual film that this is a sequel to. Right. So right off the bat, that... Good joke. Right off the bat, that doesn't make sense. Because then... That can't be a movie. Like, the actual Gremlins 1 as we know it can't be a movie in Gremlins 2, presumably. Would that mean in that world Christopher Lee doesn't exist because he is playing the scientist? See, that is even more minor. <laughs> so then, so then later on, halfway through the film, 
the screen cuts out and like burns up and it's like oh the gremlins are messing about in the projector room which is cool probably would have been cooler on the cinema screen but oh, it's yeah. cool nonetheless um so that happens and then a <clears throat> woman comes up the cinema and is like i want i want my money about this movie's bad it's worse than the first one and i was like okay maybe they could just be talking about anything any kind of film that's just a joke but now the gremlins have got loose in the theater and they're doing this but then it gets even deeper because Hulk Hogan then stands up. <laughs> Hulk Hogan's in this movie. They go, like, <clears throat> the manager of the cinema's solution to dealing with the gremlins is to go into the movie theatre and find Hulk Hogan, who's watching the movie, and tell him to yell at the gremlins. And then he yells at the gremlins, and then he's like, we need to put Gremlins 2 back on. So they were legit in that cinema watching Gremlins 2, but then why are there Gremlins in that cinema if Gremlins is just a film? I <laughs> thought Inception was bad. Just wait until you've seen Gremlins Inception too. at least takes the time to explain these things. <laughs> but fucking this was just like, and again, all funny, but like, just all makes no sense. It's so weird following Gremlins 1, which was like, I think Gremlins 1 is alright. Like, it's just a standard horror film. Gremlin one's great, but, like, yeah, it's played much straighter. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So then jump from that to Gremlin's 2, you're like, what would someone think to actually do that? Yeah. You know? Um, I know the director had tried to do, this is kind of like a mockery of not only the first Gremlins, but uh, of sequels in general, which yeah. I think is why there's, like, so much stuff kind of crammed yeah, into Yeah, there's a, definitely a lot of, kind of, there's clearly a lot of, like, references and stuff to... The, the fir- like the first film and sequels yeah. in general like there was that bit at the start where what is it he's got the flower and the picture in his office ah oh, yeah and he walks into and, Billy's office and the guy takes them away and he's like and he's like oh you know we we can't have people just doing whatever they want there need to be checks everything needs to be approved and I was like yeah it's authorised Joe's bloody having a wee dig mate <laughs> and this was before the way movies are now where everything's like that all yeah. the time and it's all everything. R.I.P. Phil Lord and Chris Miller's Han Solo movie. <laughs> oh. Date in this episode. Um, so yeah, I thought that was quite that was quite like interesting. But do you want to explain in like the briefest of terms, like the plot? I usually get Danny to do the plot. Sure. So um, if you want to take a crack at it, so keep it brief. Try not to go too into like Danny loves to just. He's listening to this. Danny loves to just fucking Hi, venture into. The, third act territory and ah, I feel yes. that we should stay firmly away from third act <laughs> Scene territory one, when three. describing the plot but yeah so it. like following events of Gremlins 1 I assume a few years passed they never actually say it's been presumably years a months, few years but... passed because Billy's bloody moved up and out to New York City yeah he's got a job in got, a big... got a wee lassie you know? he's, he's doing good he's doing alright yeah. I'm proud of Billy um, so <laughs> yeah they've moved to New York he's got a job as an artist that he always wanted to be um mm. And circumstances happen, and he comes across Gizmo again, as his owner um, had died. Um, he's found with these geneticists, who of all things, work in the building that Billy works at. Mm-hmm. So Billy, by chance, comes across Gizmo again, um, tries to take him home. But of course, as in fashion of 90s films, that never worked out quite well. Um, <laughs> Gizmo gets wet. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, that's oh, <laughs> Gizmo gets wet? Oh. I feel like that, that was the abandoned subtitle of the what film. What comes up if you type that into Pornhub? <laughs> Um, so, I'm glad our flat doesn't have internet yet because I don't <laughs> want to find that out. Um, so Gizmo gets well, which is one of the three nonos of uh-huh. the Mogwai and Gremlins, um, and he has 
other Mogwai brothers, Spawn. I'm not yeah. so sure he would dictate the other gremlins that appear in yeah. the film. Um, and they start running havoc. Um, so things go from bad to worse. They mutate. They have more Spawn slash brethren. And they nearly kill New York. Yeah, they nearly killed they New York. Nearly, the actual they stab it in the chest. Um, yeah, that was very good. Thank you. Great, concise. Danny, if you're listening, take notes. I, I could write the podcast. <laughs> you could be the podcast's ghostwriter. That's me. <laughs> I like that. I like the idea. There's always just this third member who's sitting... Well, we did the last episode. We did address the third member. But I've forgotten his name. Oh, Danny dunk. came up with a whole bit where we were shouting at somebody off camera. But I can't, uh, off camera? Off mic? I can't remember what his name was. Let's call him Eduardo. Eduardo? I feel I like that's him. a good solid editor's name. Eduardo. Eduardo. Um, but yeah, no, like, so normally on Second Opinion, well, Second Opinion started with the idea that in each episode, one of us would, we would both pick a, we would pick a film and one of us would sit, we would both sit down to watch it and one of us would be looking for things we hated about, like trying to hate it, like actively try to hate it and one okay. person would be actively trying to love it so that you would try and find things that you liked about it and stuff. I feel like that, the past couple of episodes has kind of veered away from such. veered away well because we did Top Gun and that was that was that because me and Michael Dark kind of argued about it and then we did Guardians 2 which was just us talking about the movie and then we did Maximum Overdrive which is also just kind of us talking about the movie and I feel like this is probably talking more about gonna be that as well because I really bloody enjoyed this thoroughly yeah and I can't I'm... really think of too many majorly negative things that I would say about it. I mean, I don't know if it's a negative, it's more of an observation, but like, I'd say this before, like, the kind of first, like, what would you say, like, 40 minutes of the film yeah. or something is kind of like a standard plot. This happens. It is, pretty, it is pretty straightforward. But yeah. then it pretty much hits under the gremlins and there isn't really a plot anymore. Yeah. It's not until the last little bit they're like, we must kill them. It just you know becomes I mean? carnage. The first 40 minutes actually feels like it's setting up scenarios for later. Yeah. Because you're kind of just getting a big tour of this building which has everything oh yeah, yeah it's got you're getting tv studios you're getting like ice cream parlors you're getting genetics genetics <laughs> laboratories you're getting art departments like this place has everything yeah but when you're when you're seeing like there's a tv department and the guys dress up as a vampire and stuff you're like well obviously that's gonna come back oh yeah at some point and things like that and so it does kind of feel like you're getting a big tour of like these are our setups for all the jokes. And later on, this is the gauntlet you will run. And then later on, this is just going to be an hour of carnage. But it is a fun hour of carnage. Oh yeah, give it that. <laughs> yeah, I think that I think I enjoyed this more than Gremlins one. But again, oh, I haven't seen Gremlins one in a long time. But I feel like this is just so much. And I think this was a thing that I feel. Maybe it's not drastically different. How different would you say it is to the first Gremlins? I would actually say it's a totally different beast. Like, yeah. entirely. Because, um, again, the first one was very much... Not that it wasn't light-hearted in its parts, but, like, it very much was a horror film, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. the mum's baking in the kitchen, she hears noises, the Gremlin comes and tries to stab her and stuff like yeah. that. But then this one kind of abandoned that. It still had that kind of, like, veneer to it. Like, the Gremlins are quite horrid-looking, like you say, it's like Evil Dead or something. Yeah. When the Gremlins are spawning each other, but it's a totally different beast apart from that. Yeah. Um... I don't know if I'd call it a parody film, but like it kind of was on its parts. I think maybe it doesn't feel quite as much like that now, just because it's obviously what it, the things it's parried in are of the time. And oh, so, it, I mean, granted, a lot of it's timeless, but like, yeah. it's what, 1990? 1990, yeah. Yeah. 
It's weird that you should say that because the filmmakers actually thought at the time that in that age, and when this was all like a novelty and stuff, they'd find it funny. But future generations that might have kind of more access to like kind of technology yeah. might think it seems dated. Yeah. So it's actually quite good that you kind of said that because it kind of falls in line. I with think that. the thing that always makes a film seem dated is when it references specific things. Yes. Which definitely. is why things like uh, things like the epic movies and disaster movies and things like that already have fallen off the map because oh, yeah. it all depends on you understand the, the references of that particular year. If you ever get to read any of Mark Miller's like early Marvel Ultimate stuff, mm-hmm. it's always like brand names and he yeah. mentions MySpace and stuff like that as he's big up and coming things and you're like, oh, there's a shit that didn't sell, eh? Good job, Mark. But I mean, <laughs> even, even in things like, uh, in something like Birdman, I mean, granted, it's not as as big a thing, but in things like Birdman, they very much are referencing the superhero movies of the time. So, like, they're referencing people, they're, you know, Tony Stark and Iron Man, and, oh, this guy's off doing the X-Men and things like that. And I, I was, like, just kind of curious as to how well those kind of lines will hold up with people, say, like, 50-odd years from now, yeah. or whatever, when people are still watching Birdman and they're like, what? Who? What? What's a Hugh Jackman? Yeah. Because, like, well, That's I mean, granted, I'm sure, actually. I mean, Wolverine's been around for so long now that I'm sure that no one's going to forget that Hugh Jackman played Wolverine anytime soon. But, oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I always think it works a lot better. I think comedies work a lot better when it's not filled with references. You watch something like This Is 40, and there's a huge through line in that where the girl, the little girl is watching Lost. And there's all these jokes about Lost, and I'm like... So you hadn't already. We're what, like ten years out from Lost ending? Like nobody fucking cares anymore. Yeah. Like already, that that's going to be lost on people. Um, I think it's about a lot. Like with a lot of those American kind of improv comedies, it's like it, we make a joke about it... Justin Bieber's girlfriend, and it's like that hasn't been his girlfriend in about six years or whatever. And, and so, suddenly it's old and stale, and it's just old and stale. Whereas something, things more like kind of. I mean, Gremlins too. I mean, I guess it does. I mean, Hulk Hogan <laughs> pops up in it. No, that's a show of the times. That, <laughs> that is a show of the times. Fucking... Pre-sex tape and all that. Yeah, Jizo. And he was... He didn't sound like classic Hulk Hogan. No, it actually doesn't. Yeah, doesn't. he doesn't have like the really kind of grisly, like... But I'm not going to attempt to do that. <laughs> I know, I could see it in the, your the, eyes. The like, go he goes, go he's going to give it a bash. But uh, no... It, and Hulk Hogan. I could do... Well, I do my Kermit. I don't know how well it'll sound on the mic. <laughs> Kermit the uh, Frog here. I don't know how well it'll sound. <laughs> I'm a Is Kermit here? <laughs> oh, man. He is the third man. Um, no, I mean, what I thought was... Uh, I used to like, love wrestling when I was little. Um, so when Hulk Hogan appeared in that film, when I was young, I went like absolutely nuts. Yeah. And I was actually waiting for him to reappear near the very end. So when does. he didn't appear, I was like, oh, man. But what I thought was quite interesting, just when you were talking there, like, I don't think a lot of Gremlins, like jokes rely too much on having seen the first one but I think yeah. when you've seen the first one you kind of know the yeah. parody like when it was the girl Kay and, yeah. um, and she sort of talking about like, the guy who looked like Abe Lincoln it was parody and her talking about her father's death in the first one Yeah. <clears throat> so when I was little I found it funny that they kind of just like showed her along but uh. I didn't really know why but then when you actually watch the first one and go back you're like oh yeah it's because she was yeah. all absolute loon but even like some of the like they do a parody of Rambo mm. but they set that up early in the film by showing shots from Rambo. Yeah. So, like, regardless of if you've seen Rambo or not, you'll, you'll, you'll see that clip, and then you'll see him pulling the arrow back, and you're like, okay, they're doing 
and he's got the headband they're doing Rambo again and whereas like obviously something like if there's references to Indiana Jones things it's like I mean you haven't seen Indiana Jones oh burn but you know 90% of people yeah, will have so we'll just kind of instinctively that because Indiana Jones isn't going anywhere anytime soon yeah um, yeah I think like if something becomes kind of part of culture then it kind of becomes timeless and mm-hmm. therefore making reference to it kind of makes sense mm-hmm. but like you're saying if it as like a brand or a thing of the time yeah. then it kind of fades but that's it. I feel like outside of Hulk Hogan there isn't really anything in Gremlins 2 that you're like that really dates it yeah so I'm... you can just sit like that's the first time I've seen it and I was bloody along for the ride mate there's nothing about it that Put threw me off at all or anything where I was like having to google who certain people were or anything what I think's um, quite cool is when they had things like it was a self-revolving door and like the phones never worked and the yeah lied about the automatic desk and stuff you're sitting there going like places still don't do that yeah probably for a good reason yeah but, like places still don't do that. so there's always that kind of element of oh wouldn't that be kind of neat yeah and, yeah it wouldn't I don't know if the automatic revolving door would work it would be quite funny well. as a, a human machine gun but yeah it's like jo- just jokes like that hold up so much better yeah than it's always a good thing scary to go movie which relies on you having seen all these very specific scary well these horror movies yeah like, kind of all the day yeah I think as well with like a lot of older sequels compared to newer ones there was kind of more of an attempt to do something different with the sequel or at least like progress the story a bit whereas I feel like a lot of the time with sequels now it's like, hey, that first one made <laughs> lots of money. Why don't we do the same? Why don't we do the same? Could you, could you print more money, please? Like, the biggest fucking criminal of that is, like, The Hangover. When they made, they made The Hangover 2 and it's literally the same film, beat for beat. Like I will have to take your word on I that I think, one. like, minute to minute stuff happens identically. E. Um. Whereas, you know, you got things like gremlins 2 which is like a totally different beast totally different. You got things like something like jurassic park yeah like they that's didn't a good he one, didn't actually. just make Jura- he didn't just make Again. jurassic world he tried to do something that he made jurassic world and tried to like <clears throat> granted that film doesn't work for a lot of people i re- actually really like it but like he at least tries to do something different and just expand that world whereas you get to jurassic world and they're like Let's just do it again. Let's just Jurassic Park again. Yeah. But this time, it's not the T-Rex. It's a... Hashtag genetics. It's a this thing. <laughs> yeah. It's a this... It's oh, a this what thing. What's the name of it? Dominus... Dominus Rex, was Dominus that it? Rex? What a fucking shit. <laughs> 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 to oh, be a fly man. in the writer's room. Oh, no, but man. I think Jurassic Park is actually like a really good one, the hat on. Um, yeah. Because I remember when I was little, I loved Jurassic Park 1 because it's dinosaurs and who wouldn't. But like when it came to Jurassic World, I was actually super bored by it. Yeah. And my favourite part used to be the end segment with the dinosaur because it ran rampant. Oh wait, Jura- but, Lo- uh, Lost World. Lost World, yeah. sorry. Yeah, Lost World. Um, and then Jurassic Park 3 I absolutely loved because it was kind of just more oh. of one. But then like again, when Jurassic World came out and I went back and rewatched the first three, like I had such a different appreciation for two. Yeah. And I think it was exactly what you were saying. It tried to do something different. It yeah. wasn't just people lost in a park. You know what yeah. I mean? It was a different examination. But so I mean, not... There's... I think you're right. Like, uh, Back to the Future 2 is kind of a very... Drop a pen. Is like a very different beast. And they go back and they rewrite fucking plot lines and stuff from the first movie and things like that. And, and, and then, then you get um, into 3. Like, you know, like Temple of Doom compared to... Uh, 
Lost Ark is like way darker, way more kind of brutal. Um, I mean, granted, there's there's films that wasn't all great. Like you go back and you, you watch Die Hard two, and it's just Die Hard one, <laughs> but he's in an airport this time. It's all on one floor gone instead of the, many. Gone like, with the one two. <laughs> gone with the wind two. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn again. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, they're not all say, but I just feel like there was more, more of an effort. Kind of back then. Then yeah, then now where, I to quote Nick Offerman from Twenty Two Jump Street, do the same. Yeah, everybody's happy. <laughs> it's weird. I'd love to kind of know more about the kind of writing processes back then to see how different that is now. Yeah. So I know now you have teams of people that will rotate for writing. Yeah. So I think maybe some people are like, yeah, we'll emulate that first one to yeah. try and recapture it instead of like you said, kind of try and do something different. So mm-hmm. it'd be interesting if that's how that. But I mean, now it seems to be getting even harder for them to even give an original property an idea to make a sequel about later on down the line. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. But yeah. Just something I was thinking about. Is there any like kind of modern examples of that? Like a kind of sequel that does something quite different from the kind of first. I mean, there has that? there has to be. There yeah. will be. I cynically can't think of any right now. Answers on the postcard, listeners. Tweet your answers in. If you're listening, tweet yes. That was a joke we had once, but you won't. <laughs> you won't know that because you don't listen to the show. So, whatever. Um, no, I can't think of any. I don't know, I'm, I'm quite glad you enjoyed it as much because I was kind of sitting there for the first bit going, this isn't what I quite felt. And then when that second yeah. bit clicked, I was like, nope, this is the film I remember. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think what's even just as fascinating as the film is kind of the stuff that went on like behind it, like with Dante not being involved and then kind of coming back for it and stuff. Mm. And I was reading just there that the character Daniel Clamp, who owns the tower building and everything kind of comes in, the eccentric kind of boss, mm. is actually based on Donald Trump. Um, oh, apparently really? Joe Dante I actually up. loved the eccentric boss I loved yeah. how ha- I loved how into just everything he was yeah. and I was like man he, he's so bloody good when um, me and my friend tried to do the whole game company thing at first I was like I'm going to be like Clamp that, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be that guy and I tried yeah. to be so positive and it never worked but yeah no I'm entirely like he's like the heart of the film I want to say like whenever uh, he appears like oh he's going to do something and... yeah no I thought he was so bloody enjoyable he's just walking around telling everyone how great they are just green light and all their ideas I was like yeah <laughs> this guy I want to work for this guy someday um, yeah he was great he was great you you brought up the whole thing when we were watching the movie about how in the first film the characters all kind of had distinct personalities and the gremlins were all kind of similar whereas this time around it was almost reversed a little the, bit. The, the thought that I actually had, and this kind of goes back in the games a bit, you know how you have, like, rabbits? Right. And then it's, like, the kind of uniform thing, but then they all wear different costumes yeah. and stuff like that. Then you had, like, apes from Ape Escape, which is similar. I actually think Gremlins reminded me a lot of that. Uh-huh. That you kind of had, like, and Gremlins all sort of look the same, but, look, there's a Statue of Liberty one, there's a Smart one, there's the Bat one. Yeah. So what I really liked in the first Gremlins, because it was kind of bog-standard horror kind of idea. I hate that term. But... All of it was just like, and this green things with teeth that'll try to kill you. But mm-hmm. I felt like with this one, they kind of expanded it a lot more, so they're kind of more funny. Mm-hmm. And I think that gave them a bit more of a personality. So you're still kind of scared of when you saw them trying to eat guys' throats and stuff like that and flash yeah. people. But at the same time, there's something quite funny about it as well. Uh-huh. And I thought that that's kind of what made it, I think, when I was younger, why I liked it a lot more, because you could actually grasp on the gremlins as characters in and of themselves. Whereas yeah. in the first one, it was just more the threat that they kind of like presented. Yeah. Yeah. They are scary designs. Oh, yeah. Like, I've always kind of... Like, I've always been like, oh, yeah, you know, the gremlins that you see the... 
you see the figure and you're like you see like an action figure or something you're like yeah that's it's pretty cool but when you actually see it on film and it's like scratching people or like oh yeah when... kill them that is intense they the are the one actually slashes they are scarily designed yeah man. creatures especially like stripe like the main one in yeah. this one and um, when he actually goes all green and scaly and he's got like the fin down his yeah. back then he turns into the giant spider thing yeah like i thought that was so iconic it's when they're throwing things in the microwave and something hits him and he does the slow turn and i was like whoa <laughs> that is intense don't mess with that one yeah these guys are pretty terrifying um when you see them and like the practicality that went into making them move and stuff oh yeah is outstanding the only time it seems odd is when you see gizmo dancing yes and about when he's that's running got down that this alleyway of, uh, as well that's got that kind of alien 3 vibe to it where like um whether you know they, they, it looks like they've green screened it somewhere else yes, or something and, and then tried to mash in that's another one that did something differently aliens to aliens hey there nice catch and then alien 3 was also pretty different as well those three all kind of stand on their own Except Alien 3 wasn't great. If you want to hear me talk about that, you can go bloody listen to a few episodes ago where we talked about that. <laughs> and I will join in with you. Um, Terminator? Terminator, yep. Definitely. Terminator 2 is a top Mixed things for up. me, I think. Um, Big time. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I think, like... It's really weird to try and describe it. I always kind of feel that there has to be a lot to kind of cling to, and I feel characters are a big thing in any kind of storytelling medium, and I just felt like kind of the first Gremlins kind of felt like the standard kind of formula. There's like your innocent family, yeah. there's the hero, yeah, 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 there's the threat and stuff like that. You even had that old lady that people hated, and then the Gremlins killed her by like shooting her up the stairs and uh-huh. stuff like that. But then I kind of feel like the Gremlins never had much you could hold on to be they were cool movie villains, but they were iconic looking, but I felt that this one made them kind of characters and then of their own right. Yeah. Which maybe a bit of a downside, the whole threat angle of it, but I don't think this film was trying to like portray them as... Yeah. Like, even the thought of what happens if they escape to New York and a big part of me was just like, oh, that'd be kind of fun, wouldn't it? Yeah, what, like, what's what's the big deal if that happens? Yeah, yeah. Like, go on, clamp, let it happen. Um, I, who was your favourite of the Gremlins? Oh! I do like smart talking yes. Gremlins. I'm a big fan of him. Especially when he starts singing New York, New York. At the vet, like that last yeah. series of Skeleton. I really enjoyed that, oh, yeah. And I thought it was so good. Oh, I don't know, actually. Um... I must admit, I like the gargoyle one. I remember, like, you were saying the brutal Yeah, design. when he turns into the bat. Yeah, yeah it's, like, so good, man. Um, I also love that gag where he solidifies in the cement right as he lands on the side of the church. Yes. Like, that was great, yeah. The gargoyle ground one. Yeah, I'm going to go for him. He was pretty fun. The, yeah. the bat ground one. They are, they are so good. Yeah, and then all the kind of human characters are just, just all doing their thing. Billy Peltzer's just running around, like, we gotta stop the gremlins and everybody's like well how do you how do you know what these are and then chaos ensues his girlfriend character's fine <laughs> she's competent christopher enough. lee's there he's fucked up a bit uh i feel like the like i said the only one that i really gave cared about was the the, the manager i was like hope this guy turns out, yeah this guy turns out okay when it comes out from the plan and no one really questions yeah that. yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, his fight with the grandma where he puts it in the shredder, that was brutal. Oh. There are some like very Evil Dead-esque effects in this film. I don't know if you saw it, it's the scene where Kate was in the elevator and the wee thing sparks it and the elevator just drops. Yeah. Like, where they actually land, all this green goo just comes up from yeah. the floor. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and even just when all their hands are coming through the elevator, that's pretty intense as well. Like I thought Twilight Zone stuff. Yeah, as well, like spoiler alert I mean if you're listening to this you're not fucking fussed about spoilers and movie but police we do not care for spoilers in movie, <laughs> um, in movie police we also preferred the second one to the first one but um, at the end when 
they elect they kill all the gremlins by electrocuting them all. Some of the the melting effects and stuff are just are pretty pretty brutal. Oh yeah, pretty, yeah. I kind of feel like they actually timed the Wizard of Oz reference quite well because when mm. you're watching it, it's even the music, you're like, oh, yeah. And then they do the Wizard of Oz, uh, Wizard of Oz, and melting, and you're like, ah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, boys, they went for it. They did it. Um, yeah, no, but it's there. There are there really are some good solid effects jobs in this film. What do you do? You think if they did a Gremlins three, which Apparently, Joe Dante doesn't want to do, but the what? studios are like, well, it's not your decision. Yeah. So. I mean, having said that, Joe Dante once upon a time said he would not do Gremlins 2, and yeah. then after like a couple of directors, I think, didn't really hack it, they begged him to come back. And I think the reason the film is the way it is because he only came back because they gave him total creative control yeah, over yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, I mean, you never know. Like, um, a few years ago, he appeared and said that he would never. There was no plans whatsoever he would not return to Gremlins. Yeah. And then Warner Brothers was like, well then, we're just going to reboot. So, I don't know. Like, How practical do you think they would keep it if they did a third movie? That was kind of what I was like. I... Oh, as in like practical effects versus yeah, like Yeah, because mm, even oh. like Jurassic World, was very there's sweet. a huge reliance on CG in that film. Yeah. But... And it's like when you look back at sort of Jurassic Park and the Lost World, you're like, "This looks so much better." Yeah. What? Why are we? Why rely solely on CG rather than just use it as a tool yeah, to fill in I, the scenes where it's impossible to use a like a machine or a puppet animatronic or, yeah. or something? Ah, uh, yeah. No, I I don't trust that they wouldn't. Um, mm-hmm. I I think like the kind of green scaly gremlins yeah. and that would be almost entirely CG. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. we have one animatronic to please people, and then after that, it'd yeah. Be I feel like they probably it would probably go down the path of getting very cynical. I'm very cynical about movies sometimes on this podcast, but I feel like it would come down to they'd get a new one of the new young directors. He's just came off his first indie movie. Like, oh, we've got this guy. He's gonna direct, and he's like, "Yeah, man, I love Gremlins one and two. They're my favorite things." And don't worry, guys, because I'm gonna totally make sure that all the practical effects get used and. It's all going to be practical, practical, and then it won't. Yeah. It won't happen. We all. get a putchy redesign of Gizmo yeah. to go along with it. I think a film recently that actually reminds me a lot of Gremlins and has really solid practical effects is... Did you ever hear... Did you hear of Krampus? I did. I yeah. never got to see it, It's but... brilliant. Like, that was genuinely one of my top ten movies that year. And it was a, well, it was a Christmas movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> a timeless Christmas film. It... Kind of is. I rewatched it at Christmas last year, and it's got such a solid balance of pra- like they are using practical sets. Um, the the Krampus is a real person that is a guy in a suit. Oh. Uh, a lot of the um, smaller creatures are all practical. There are a few CG. There's some gingerbread men that are obviously a little cartoon gingerbread I've, men. I've run messed around. out on a massive portion of my life. All the set design and the creature design and stuff like that is so, so good. The sound design especially oh. is amazing on that film. And I feel like if they were to do it like that... That would be good. Even set it at Christmas again. Like, fuck it. Set Gremlins at Christmas again. Why not? I think that would work tremendously well. Are you recommending the director of Krampus for the No Doubt reboot? That, of- I think, is what I'm trying to get at, <laughs> is the director of Krampus should do Gremlins. Because that would... I, Part of me right now almost exclusive? feels like it almost feels like Krampus is him auditioning to direct. Like, <laughs> I think it would work so so well. That's perfect. 
That is per. I hope this right. isn't something that that has been confirmed and like I just don't know about it, or like, yeah. I, or it's been like I've read about it and forgotten, and it's been like inceptioned into my mind or something. Let's, let's just patch it and say that's a movie police exclusive, and let's we are revealing the director of Krampus. Movie so. second opinion exclusive. The director of Krampus is directing the Gremlins. Yep, uh, the I'm Gremlins. just going to really quickly Google and because I feel like the Gremlins reboot, Gizmo gets wetter. Oh. <laughs> oh no. So the the age old question is sparked, Jamie. You know, like you can't feed your gremlin after midnight. You certainly cannot. When can you start feeding him again? That's the big question. Ah, I I think that four thirty two in the morning is a a very accurate time of when we should feed our gremlin. Four forty two is when it's a okay. Yeah, definitely, man, definitely. Uh, okay. So I've googled. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. Known for his work on... Okay, so there's nothing about gremlins. Dun, dun, dun. So, I think it seems like he's doing something on the Godzilla movies. Oh. Godzilla King of Monsters. Right, I'm going to type in... Sorry, this must be like so boring to listen to, but... Okay, he's doing the next Godzilla film. He's doing Godzilla King of the Monsters. Is he direct on that? Which, yes. Which, oh, uh, me and a friend of mine, my friend Hal... I've always joked about how, because he's a, he he studied film as well. We've always joked about how we're going to become crazy famous and direct Godzilla two, not necessarily the Godzilla two in this <laughs> franchise of movies, but at some point in our lives we will direct a sequel to a Godzilla. Movie. So someone will come to you one day, sit you down to you, want you to pioneer the new Godzilla remake, and you'll be like, "Come back to me with the sequel." That's guys. it. Yeah. Uh, right. I'm going to type in Gremlins with this guy's name and see what comes up. Krampus star Am Scott and director discuss their Gremlins inspired Christmas movie. So there you go. Yeah, and then there's a link on Reddit.com. If anyone should reboot Gremlins, it should be Michael Doherty. So there we go. He actually also directed another one of my favorite seasonal movies, which is Trick or Treat, which is a really good Halloween anthology movie. I would strongly recommend that as well. Read the comic. There's a comic There's with a pump, comic. Little pumpkin boy, yep. little pumpkin head. Was... He's a great design. Like he is. That's the reason yeah. I bought the comic. Super simple, but I like him a lot. And uh, Brian Cox is in that film, who I've got time for all the time. Not the scientist. <laughs> the actor. other Brian Cox. <coughs> Churchill Brian Cox. The Planet of the Apes Brian Cox, as I find out. Is he Planet? Oh, the... yeah, he's in... Yeah, yeah. Does he play the vet? Uh, he is the guy who runs like the place where the leaf Caesar. That's kinda... right, yeah. Yeah. For those listed, Jamie watched the first uh, the Rise of the Planet of the Apes the other night. I'm legally changed my name to Caesar uh, right after this. <laughs> um, so yeah, when when can you start feeding your remnant again? That's the big question. In 2019. Um, yeah. Um, after midnight's a very spe- unspecific. Because mm. when does? I would say like what six a.m. maybe. Six a.m. Maybe it's only can... from twelve to twelve or one. That's like the witching minute for the The witching ones. minute? Yeah. <laughs> that um, famous witching minute? Again, it's funny to say, like, there's a scene where they're criticising, where Billy's came in and went, hey, you can't feed them after the light will kill them, the three rules, and then the guys at the desk are going, wait a minute, this is too funny. Yeah, yeah, And they yeah, start yeah. criticising them. Yeah. Apparently that's because when, like, Joe Dante went, yeah, there's your three rules for gremlins. Um, a lot of the staff were like, yeah, but, like, then what happens if, like, you know, it eats after a certain time, yeah. and he was like, "That's not important." Like, just go then, well, that happens, and then so apparently, Joe Dante was so annoyed by that that in Gremlins, he was like, "No, let's do that." But yeah, let's do yeah. that. But that's why there seems like there's definitely a lot of that in the film. A lot of just him poking fun at himself, almost. Yeah. Which I like. I like that. 
he obviously, granted he didn't want to come back for it initially, but he was obviously passionate to about back. it and the franchise and stuff. But yeah, I really did. I really did enjoy this one. I'm glad, I'm glad we watched sure. it. I'm glad we watched it, yeah. Do you have like anything else you want I, to say? I have a final question for you, actually. Okay. Um, if you were to be a gremlin, what would you be? If I was to be a gremlin, what yeah. would I be? What do you mean? So what kind of gremlin, if you were to genetically be modified? Like how would Electric I Electric gremlin, bat gremlin? I think I'd be talking, singing gremlin. The, I think I like I like his the Danny style. K gremlin. I like, is that? His, I like his sass. I like his style, and I like being the only one that can talk. It's like being Meowth in the Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> you have a certain standing because people can understand what you are saying. Plus, he also to... like point blank shot that other gremlin. So you know you're still a bit. That's brittle. true. He did. Yeah. So I could get away with that, which would be fun. What about you? Which gremlin would you be? I feel like that is that the reason you've asked because you have an answer. No, no, I was just wondering, like, if there was a sort of gremlin you could be, what would it be? Um, oh. I don't know, actually. My favourite was the bat one. I was going to say a superhero gremlin, but, like, I feel that would be quite boring <laughs> and against the point. You don't just um, want to be Gizmo? Oh, there you go. There's Rambo answer. gremlin? Like the <laughs> little Rambo Gizmo? Yeah. Yeah, fuck it. Go for that. I'll, I'll be Rambo Ram- Gizmo. Ram- gremlin. That'll Have you seen me. Rambo? Mm, I don't think so. Jamie's not seen a lot of movies. Womp, womp, womp. I'm just, I'm a person. Yeah, student. here you are on our movie, co- on our movie podcast. That's a sure reflection of the society that we live in. That's a reflection of how hard it is to get guests for the show. Oh, 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 oh. His first and only appearance. On- <laughs> this will all be a reflection on whether you're allowed back or not. This I'm going to start my own podcast, the movie police are coming with me. Your rival podcast, yeah. yeah. Where you talk about the three movies you've seen. <laughs> one of them being Gremlins 2, which you're like, well, I've already said everything I need to say on the other podcast. So. Aladdin was a great film, shut up. <laughs> yeah. It's tough, it's tough to... I'm glad you wanted to come on. Cause yeah, definitely. It's tough to... There's a, a lot of people don't... A lot of people don't like the idea of doing the podcast thing. It freaks them out. Do you know, honestly... I think it's the concept of talking... I think it's the concept of entertaining people who aren't here. I've for, well, see, I was going to say, like, for example, I mean, you're like facing each other right now, yeah. so it's like we're just holding a conversation, yeah. you know? Um, so I don't find it that weird. I've heard that we were both like facing opposite walls, and I was kind of just like talking and nothing. I'd probably be a bit more nervous about it. Bizarre, yeah. yeah, but I kind of feel it because it was just like a conversation. Even if you yeah. had like, a third and a fourth person to be at a round table kind of thing. Like, it's more just, you know, you got to make sure the, the energy's up. Yeah. You gotta just put on the false personality. That's a joke. That's I'm actually a horrible, horrible <laughs> You gotta put on the big like well, everybody walk up a second opinion, which is super hard sometimes. You go back and listen to set recording second opinion seems to always land on days where I'm like sick or tired or cold. So is this is this chipper scott? This is good. I I cause I had a cup of coffee right before we started and that's hit the fucking sweet spot because that combated both <laughs> the sleep and the cold in that's one good. go. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad I was actually able to come on because, again, I've never done podcasts. I've always toyed around with the idea of yeah. kind of doing like, a comic or a game-related one. But then yeah. when I wasn't well and I was like, I don't want to be like vomiting all over your microphone. But mm-hmm. then I'm glad. Yeah, yeah, it's been quite a good experience. Yeah, I don't know what like, my plan like. I don't know what my plan was if you hadn't made it. Because I was like, well, I we need to do something. So That's why I was sitting there going, could I just get away with sniffling and coming in? But I, like, I didn't want to fuck it up. So yeah, just when I woke up this morning, I was right as rain. I was like, "Fucking yes!" Yeah, I was glad when I saw your when I saw the little message pop up, being like, "It's all good, man. I'll be there." I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> Sigh of relief. Thank Christ. Um, um, well, thank you very much for coming on. It's it been has an been absolute, an absolute pleasure. Bloody man. pleasure, mate. Um, 
So I feel like I should maybe do some housekeeping with the podcast because I don't know how things are going to be in the next few weeks. Okay. Because if I haven't mentioned it, which I do, can't remember if I have or not, going away for a month, going into railing, day in that, Abandoning going us. around Europe, just going to see what the Germans, the French, uh, just what they what are they all bloody up to, mate? The Italians? <laughs> the Italians? Just what they doing? Ask what, what's, what's, I'm going to walk around and I'm just going to be like, what's all this then? What's happening? What's everybody... What's Ask them what the deal with Pong was in the first place. What is the deal with Pong? Yeah. Um, so I don't... So I think the current plan is that Danny is going to do this setup where he's going to get... Because I think I'm only going to miss two episodes. So I think the current plan is that Danny's going to host two without me. And then when I come back, we'll get back to regularly scheduled programming. We'll get back to just every other Wednesday, me and Danny. The movie place will disband. The and... movie, yeah. Um, so that's the hope. There's obviously potential that things will go wrong and that will fall through. So there's a good chance that Second Opinion may take a hiatus for a month. We're just going to find out as we go along. Little but do you know my surprise is actually I will hold Second Opinion for two You weeks. are now Second Opinion. The, the late slash early show. Yeah. With... Um, so I don't know what's going to happen there, but those are kind of the two options it'll either be that danny hosts two without me or that there will be no second opinion for at least the next month hopefully it's not the second option because i would hate for this to have to kind of grind to a halt because we've managed to keep it going this thus far we've actually stuck to our schedule very very well the good news is as a month break that's plenty of time if you're like me to catch up with previous episodes and there you go yeah get all get all caught up yeah um, if you want to just get more than bloody caught up though if you want to get all up in Second Opinion we have a, a Twitter and a Facebook um, which is second opin- at Second Opinion with a no right how does Danny say it he always says it so well he does all the hosting oh, stuff on, I just on. sit and smile until and look at the time and I'm like oh we've been talking for an hour and 15 minutes we've got to go Danny and he's still bloody rambling on <laughs> I love you Danny um, <laughs> uh, so we have a Twitter and a Facebook both are at Second Opinion and second is with a two so it's two nd opinion uh we don't have anything normally we have like a, a wee video or something like that we've got nothing at the moment because as me i mean we've barely thrown this together because danny and me are both so busy just now moving flats and uh preparing to go on fun trips and stuff and working full time life has interfered life interferes with fun hobbies uh, but we're keeping it going. We've we've managed to do it thus far. We managed to get an episode out when I was in Germany. We've managed to get an episode out now. So there's no reason that with we... one man down. Yeah. So I've also requested that Danny Skype me when he's recorded. If he does manage to do second opinions with a guest, I've requested that he skypes me, and like I'll just kind of give a little update or whatever movie they're talking about. I'll just give my quick like my my quick uh, what what's the word? Input. No. What's what's like a but like a buzz word like a like a good one line synopsis thing of my thoughts on whatever movie they're talking about uh, I can't remember the word I'm thinking of someone out there is screaming it that's not true no one's listening um, that's not true I'll listen to it later but so Jamie at the end of every episode we uh, we sign off by saying eat your JK Simmons because <laughs> in an unreleased episode uh, we discovered that well, Danny introduced me to the fact that J.K. Simmons 
was the voice is the voice of the yellow yeah. M&M it blew my mind in the adverts and so at the end of every episode we say eat your JK Simmons it's just sort of a way of being you know like just that, enjoy the weird it. just enjoy the weirdness that is life because you never know when you're going to find out that JK Simmons famous probably award winning actor JK Simmons is the voice of an M&M on television so yeah. just go ahead you can bloody sign us off for that mate audience Always remember, eat your JK sons. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next time. Bye bye.